We've got some hey, I'm Luis, and I'm Luis. You're listening to the Content is Profit podcast. We spent the last four years learning the strategies and techniques from some of the top marketers in the world on how to create content that turns into profit. If you'd like to learn more about how to turn your content into profit, go to contentsprofit.com. Yeah, yeah. That's right, guys. Today, how thought-provoking ideas can create a massive impact. I love this topic, guys. You know what? Because we are so yes. afraid of sharing our message sometimes. And today's guest, he has no fear whatsoever. No fear whatsoever. Guys, please do not forget to subscribe. Hit smash that subscribe button of Content is Profit Podcast. And don't forget to follow us on social media. At Beast Roscoe on Facebook and Instagram. Feel free to drop us a DM. We're happy to answer any questions and create those content conversations. That's right, guys. And if you find value in what we're talking about right and if you know anybody that might find value in what we're talking about please don't forget to share the stream i love it so today's guest is one of those people that you cannot ignore if they walk into the room he's definitely one of our current role models he's energetic he's passionate he's charismatic but most importantly he is an action taker that's right guys the first time we saw him he was sitting in front of us in a conference and we were mind blown by his productivity, communicating with his team, hopping on calls, creating social media posts. Immediately we went like, who is this <laughs> yeah. dude? So we went into creeper mode. A couple months later, we sat at a round table. All of a sudden, he pops out of nowhere. His first words were, how can I help you all? He took the time to listen to all 10 of us and through asking the right questions help each one of us figure out what we needed to do next we knew then we were in the presence of greatness yeah <laughs> he has grown and managed six million followers in social media he's responsible for more than two million dollars in sales plus two other million dollars in confirmed client and student sales he's just a money-making machine he has been featuring forbes entrepreneurs yahoo finance the today show huffington post and buzzfeed and he is the host of the most thought-provoking show on the planet Think different theory. That's right, guys. Please welcome the most thought-provoking guest, the master of communication, Russell Bronson's new bestie and host <laughs> of the Think Different Theory podcast, Mr. Josh Forte. Welcome, Josh. Welcome. Also, Brunson to see this. I think that's what we need. That's what needs to happen now. <laughs> we're, we're definitely gonna clip that part and just like and send, it to just him. send it to yeah, him. Just send it to him. Just send it to him. Be like, Russell Brunson needs to hear this. Oh man. Yeah, Maybe with funny. another. Box. I just said, Go ahead. Sorry. I just sent Russell. I said I just sent Russell uh, some steaks the other day. I was just for, gonna uh, say. Yeah. 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 So I was like, I, I was talking to Steve Larson. I was like, dude, do you know if Russell eats steak? He's like, I know he used to. I don't know what he does now with all his stuff. So we sent him a, a whole care package of, of food. So that is anyway, amazing. guys, thank you for that intro. <laughs> that was amazing. Of course, man, you deserve that and uh, way more. Way more. Yeah. You you have no idea how much of an influence you, you've been in us and yep. in our business. So we thank you for that ahead of time. And uh, just for the audience that maybe they might not be heard of you, who is yours 40? Like... Oh man, um, geez, that's that's a, such a deep question. Well, I I am um, I'm a content creator. I'm a podcaster. I'm a I don't know. I, I did some speaking once, once or twice before in my life. Um, but all in all, I build audiences that wildly profitable audiences of engaged, loyal fans of of customers that are ready to buy from you immediately. And uh, I'm a mindset nerd, mindset junkie. I absolutely love and am fascinated by the mind and by thinking and by thought and by purpose and asking deeper, bigger questions of life. I'm the host of Think Different Theory, which is the world's most thought-provoking show, as you guys know. And yes. I also uh, have a really cool content team called Biz Bros, who <laughs> manage, does all that content for Think Different Theory. And guys, if you have a podcast, if you have a YouTube channel, um, you should give Biz Bros all your money because they do a fantastic, <laughs> amazing job. So there's my little shameless plug for you guys there. But oh, no, um, I build audiences. Uh, long, long story short, I, I build audiences for people. I've had clients like ClickFunnels, uh, Steve Larson, Dave Woodward, Julie Stoyan, Cody Neer, um, like you name it. Uh, lot, lots in that ClickFunnels world. Brad Gibb, we we did 
uh, his launch cash flow tactics over there. Grown and managed over six million followers, like you said, um, and uh, three million dollars in uh, revenue generated for clients. Now uh, we just crossed the three million dollar mark, which is super Congrats. exciting for clients, clients and students. Um, and uh, yeah, I live I live in Omaha, but I'm getting ready to move to Denver. Uh, area, Denver area, Colorado, which is going to be super fun. Wow, Amazing. That's exciting. Let us know as soon as you get there because we might pay you a visit. <laughs> yeah. We are Perfect. dying to you, go. Do you, you know those pictures we were planning for the thumbnails? We're like, hey, Josh, we're going to meet you in Denver and we're going to take all those pictures in there. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Hey, that's I, I'm down for that. We're uh, August, I think, is August 1st. Beginning of August is when we're headed out there. And... Um, Yeah, it's a pretty sweet, sweet view. We're right at, we're right between Denver and Boulder, so like right between wow. the foot of the mountain and Denver, um, and uh, get to get to have a mountain view of everything every morning, which would be pretty dope. So I'm, I'm excited. That's amazing. It's, it's funny because my wife is Canadian and he, she comes from the mountains into, yeah. and we live in Florida next to the beach. And every time, you know, we've we developed these amazing relationships that everybody is now in the mountains. And I'm like, hey, will you ever consider like maybe moving for a year or two over there? And she's like, absolutely not. So I'm like, <laughs> dang it. <laughs> So, well, I mean, hey, Florida is, Florida is oh, Florida or some beach, some form of beach yes. is uh, the next the next stop after Colorado. So who knows? Maybe we'll maybe we'll head down to Florida. There you go. Sounds like a plan. <laughs> hey, Josh, like something I want our listeners to know if you wouldn't mind sharing, right? Because obviously we know your story and we know very yeah. well that is that there's a, a before Josh and I think an after sure. Josh, right? So yeah. I know for the fact of obviously listening to your podcast and all your stories, like that you have grown a lot and you're into mindset. And honestly, I think that I've been getting more into mindset since we started oh, yeah, working big, with you, time, yeah. um, which I honestly appreciate because I, I have felt the growth. Um, so if you wouldn't mind sharing that before Josh, like aspirations, everything with the Josh of today. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. That's a, such a great question. Um, So, I mean, for context, like, yeah, I, I build audiences now, but why I build audience is actually super interesting because I, I believe that having an audience of your own, that um, putting out content, when you, oh, let me back up, when you understand how an audience is created and you understand the parts of an audience, what an audience allows you to do is that it is the single greatest thing that I believe allows you to be yourself, Yeah. allows you to have like it forces you to have to know who you are and like what you're about because you have to have that attractive character who's polarizing who stands up for things like in your audience so so number one it allows you to be yourself um, number two figure out what your message is number three have the most amount of impact possible because you are now building an audience and movement of like-minded people around this message around this mission that you have and then also is the thing that is going to allow you to make the, make the most amount of money and have the most amount of freedom. Now, as cliche as that sounds, you think about it, every single successful business that you know of today, across the board, whether yeah. it's ClickFunnels or Google or Nike or my own or whatever, every single one has an audience in some format, right? And so for me, uh, when I set out to build my audience, and we'll get kind of get into the backstory here, I knew that I wanted to kind of create this world of my own. That where I could be my own thing, my own person, do you know, do what I wanted to do, yeah. and like I, I use this terminology of create your own reality, right? And my mom was always like, you can't, you can't just create your own reality. Reality <laughs> is what it is, and I don't believe that at all, right? Um, I'm, I'm really big into mindset, as you guys said, and what, as you guys alluded to, and having an audience and building audiences. The reason yeah. I'm so passionate about this, and and that I'm so passionate about telling people to go out and build your audience, is because I'm first most passionate about mindset and personal development and becoming the best version of yourself. And I believe that having an audience allows you to actually go and become that best version, and takes off so many limitations that a job or an employer or clientele that you don't like or limited options does. Like. Yeah. Like an audience just gives you options to go out and live your best life. But if I want to back up, like I grew up on a farm. I grew up, uh, you know, middle class, like middle, middle class to lower middle class. I'd say middle, middle class. I wouldn't say lower middle class, yeah. but like paycheck to paycheck. Um, we lived on a farm. My dad worked all the time um, just, you know, to pay the bills. My parents, you know, like there's also thing as like retirement or savings or anything like that. Like that was a good idea. But like you just you made money to pay the bills and the cycle repeated. Right. Yeah. And so, you know. At age 11 was when we moved to you know, my parents' farm that they you know, still own to this day. My neighbor owned you know, thousands of acres. I helped him grow. And I, like, I had this association of like, if 
if I want to go and create freedom, if I want to be successful in life, I need to go out and make a lot of money. Like that was the, like, that was the tie. Every problem that I had in life at that time when I was 13, 14, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19 years old, yeah. right, was tied to making a lot of money. If I could just make a lot of money, then that was the answer. And so throughout my journey of graduating from high school, starting trying to start a farming business, having it fail, and run out of money to uh, starting an insurance to going to college to dropping out of college to quitting insurance like it was all this pursuit of like how do I just go and make money because yeah. if I could just figure out how to make money I thought that that was gonna you know equal freedom that that was gonna equal living this life that I wanted to live what I quickly realized along the way was that there was so many other factors in that and we can kind of dive into the story there I got into online marketing and I grew followers I made money I made 50 60 70 thousand dollars in a month before and I was completely depressed completely like like overwhelmed, had no system, no team, didn't know how to lead people, uh, was working 18 hours a day, seven days a week, literally. And wow. I don't, like that is not an exaggeration. My average sleep was five hours a night. My average yeah. time to wake up and shower and eat throughout the day was one hour. So when I say I worked 18 hours a day, I literally mean I worked yeah. 18 hours a day, seven days a week. I didn't go to friend's house. I didn't go to the movies. I didn't have, like I didn't have friends over. I didn't have a girlfriend. Like there was nothing else except for work. And that led me to this moment of, Something's got to change. Something's yeah. got to break. I can't keep, you know, I'm making unbelievable amounts of money. My last job before I worked at, at you know, like in this, my base salary was $25,000 a year. Yeah. And then any commission that I made off of that, and I made one sale the whole year, one. <laughs> so I basically made $2,500 or $25,000 for a year. And now all of a sudden I'm making 50 or $60,000 in a month. In my head, old Josh says, I should have been happy. I should have been fulfilled. Uh, I should have been, you know, living my best life. And yeah. here I was flying first class from New York to Miami to Las Vegas to LA. Like, you know, like I was living the dream, yeah. but I was super depressed, overwhelmed and everything like that. And so I went from that to like having this moment of realization of, uh, oh, well this, like this doesn't work. This sucks. I'm super depressed. And I remember going to Funnel Hacking Live in Orlando. I, I sat there. I was li listening to Allison Prince, uh, who I've had on my show before. I mean, we're friends now yeah. or whatever, but I, I remember sitting there and the, it was like the, the first or second row. Uh, I was hanging out with actually, um, you guys know Steve, you had him on the show. I was hanging out with like Steve and Colton and Marie and like, you know, everybody yeah. like the Larsons and like everything. Super. It was, it was awesome. Right. And there was a, a couple of friends there. And I remember like sitting there just looking up on stage and Allison's like, here's how we did this million dollar business <laughs> and life is great and wonderful. And, you, and I'm like, you suck. Honestly, <laughs> like I work eight hours a day, seven days a week. There is nothing like there's nothing yeah. more I can do, right? Like yeah. I don't know the path. And I just thought if I hustled, if I worked hard, if I made the right amount of money, like if, if that was it and keep in mind, I was putting out content. I was live yeah. streaming every single day, seven days a week. I was putting out massive amounts of content. I had a massive following at, at that point. I was managing a Facebook group of over 30,000 members. Wow. I was managing over a hundred thousand followers on Instagram at the time, right? I had you know, Todd Dickerson, like people like this, these as clients, like big names, like everything in my life pointed to where I should have been successful or happy. Yeah. But I was spending 80% of the amount of money I made every single month to fix problems and fulfill for clients. Okay. Because wow. I didn't know what I was doing. So my profit margins were pretty low. I mean, yeah. I was still making great money, but I was spending it like, you know, yeah. like that. And I remember leaving Funnel Hacking Live thinking like, like how, like what, like everybody's all pumped up. I feel super depressed. I feel yeah. you know, overwhelmed. Like, I don't, I don't know what's next. I flew to Chicago, spoke at an event in Chicago. I was set to, to, to sign a 35th floor apartment building overlooking the Chicago bear stadium and the water on one side and the city and all the skyscrapers on the other side. All like I was approved. Everything was it's good. Ready, all bro. I had to do was sign. That's it. That's it. And I remember there was this like small voice in the back of my head that was like, don't sign. Like, mm. do not sign that for that apartment. And I was like, mm. all right. So I ended up flying home and like, that was the day that I broke. I, I, I land, I went to sleep that night and I woke up the next morning. Keep in mind, I have 50, 60, $50,000 months, right? I have yeah. thing coming Whoa. in and I was like, I can't do this anymore. And it was at, at that moment, I was the most depressed, most upset, most lost I've probably ever been in my life. <laughs> and I, at least up, you know, at that point, and so I woke up that morning, I grabbed my computer, I didn't even leave bed, I wrote an email to all my clients, I canceled all my clients, I refunded tens of thousands of dollars in, in refunds, oh. and I just like cried myself to, back to sleep and was like, I'm, I'm so done, like I'm, I'm su super done. I went from making $50,000 a month to less than 3,000 in a matter wow. of, well, I say overnight, it was literally like 15 minutes, yeah. right? Um, that it was just like gone, just like that. Yeah. And at that moment I was like, all right, I've got a choice. Like I'm really faced with a choice right here at this moment. 
like I'm either going to quit and this is going to be the end of it or I'm going to figure this whole thing out. And I just remember looking around and watching the Russell Brunsons, the Gary Vaynerchuks, the Tony Robbins of everything and looking at them. They're like, mindset's the answer. Mindset's the answer. Mindset's the answer. Yeah. And I'm like, I thought I had a good mindset, right? <laughs> I'm making more than all of my friends combined put together back in high school. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, like per month, right? You know what I'm saying? And it's like, where did I go wrong? And so for the next seven months, I lived off primarily off of savings yeah. and I studied mindset and I studied Joe Dispenza and I studied quantum physics and I studied Tony Robbins and I studied, you know, and I read the book, um, psycho cybernetics and, you know, just like studied and learned and studied and learned and studied and learned. And seven months later, um, is when I kind of like came out of it and actually like launched something again and was like, Hey, like we're, you know, we're back, we're doing things. And I started sharing what I had learned just, you know, kind of in some of my content. And so many people were so fascinated. Amazing. They were like, this is, you know, this is incredible. Like, how do we learn more about this? And so then that's when Daxi, uh, do you, you guys know Daxi and yeah, Ryan? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, awesome. Super, super, super good guys. Um, and they're like, dude, you need to launch a podcast. <laughs> and I was like, nah, dude, like, I don't know, like I'm a video type person or whatever. Like I don't do podcasts. Like I'm a video person. Right. And he's like, dude, like people need to hear this. Like just, just, yeah. just trust me on this. And so we went through this process and, uh, in January of last year, 2019 is when think different theory was born. Um, and, uh, we've done 200 and I don't know, 230 episodes or something like that uh, of the yeah, show big um, so far. Um, we're not, not including Facebook views or downloads or YouTube stuff, which we are, we have a, a kind of a ballpark range. We are counting some of those as downloads. We can't count a view as a download, obviously, but yeah. we have a you know kind of a rough metric. Not counting any form of video views or anything like that, like audio downloads. Um, we're just shy of 150,000 downloads, um, all organically, and then uh, on top of you know on top of the close to probably 100,000 um, downloads that we are uh, that would be considered views um, there from sharing that. So about a quarter million, I would say, just coming up on a quarter million uh, wow. downloads that and is, views. That is amazing. Josh, you, I mean, wow. Like, what, yeah. a, what a ride <laughs> in, like, the, in the last, like, five minutes. But, you know, you evolve clearly, right? Do you think you went through, like, this moment of, like, hey, money mindset, I can, I can create my reality while you were doing that, right? Um, you encountered s some challenges that were like, hey, I can't do this anymore. And then you kind of evolved from that point on talking about mindset, researching mindset. And now you obviously have a really, really cool business and you're providing so much value. Do you think for a lot of people when trying to go into entrepreneurship or even content, right? We, we've seen it a lot of time. Do you think that moment before you break is necessary. We hear a lot about hustle, 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 mm. like mm -hmm. learn and do this and do that. And yeah. like, it doesn't matter and don't sleep. And you know, we have like this, this view of if you work your, your tail off and uh, you don't sleep and you put it, put in the work is going to be, do you think that's necessary? I think it's a fascinating question. It's a super good question. Actually. Um, I thought about it a lot. I don't think it's necessary, but I think it is oftentimes inevitable for a lot of people. Mm. Um, so like when you, when I think back of like how I grew up and how I got into the online marketing space, right? Like I came in through network marketing. Oh, wow. Right? Like that, <laughs> that, you think about that. The first business venture that I absolutely ever tried outside of flipping stuff on Facebook and in driving for Uber I tried to sell water systems, mm. right? And like the 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 teaching there was more, 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 more. Make more offers, get in front of more people. If people say no, just keep going, keep going. You you get a lot of the Gary Vaynerchuk. I mean, I was, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk brings in a lot of people, right? I was yeah. big into Gary V and I love Gary V, right? I mean, yeah. he, I roasted him, he's roasted me, <laughs> right? We, we, have, we have a little feud going, right? Um, but like, you're kind of programmed, right? You're programmed to believe and act a certain way. Your yeah. your mind has a finite capacity of things, right? And you it only knows what it knows. It doesn't know what it doesn't know. And so oftentimes a lot of people that come into the entrepreneurship world, it's this big whole ecosystem, right? There's the there's the top of the the high quality top of the food chain type of people. These are your Russell Brunsons, right? The people that have it figured out, that understand it. Um, and then there are you're the low end of the totem pole people, which are, and I'm not bashing the industry as a whole, but a, a, a 
pretty terrible marketers or network marketers. P pretty terrible people to sell stuff online are just, they, they suck at it, right? Like they're yeah. just not good at it because of lack of education. Now that's not a yeah. bash on any specific individual. That's not a bash on network marketing. I have a lot of good friends in network marketing, right? A lot of them do it the right way. Steve Larson does network marketing. Russell Brunson does network marketing. They do yeah. it the right way, right? But there's all everything in between there. And so depending upon, I think, depending upon where you come in from, determines whether or not that, that that thing is ultimately necessary for you to do. For me, it was. I didn't have a mentor. I didn't have um, you know some billionaire or you know super successful person that you know took me under their wing in the internet marketing space, right? I, ha yeah. I had some mentorship in traditional business, which really, really helped me. So that avoided me a lot of pitfalls. But I think like who you learn from is gonna determine that. And so if you don't have a mentor, if you're not willing to invest in yourself, if you you know are, are gonna take the school of hard knocks, yeah, I would say it's probably pretty inevitable, right? I mean, yeah. not everybody's born Elon Musk, right? So some yeah. people are just super genius and figure it out. For me, it, wa it was. Um, but I do think that while that, that moment of breaking and that moment of depression and that moment of everything like feeling like a failure, while that might not be necessary or inevitable, um, there, I believe that there is a moment that must happen in every entrepreneur's life where they have to make a decision. Now, that decision for me came right after that moment. Right yeah. at that low point in my life when I was laying in bed in tears, just canceled $50,000 in clients, watched my bank account, you know, have money, leave it to go, you know, do these refunds. At that moment, that was when I made my decision. Right. Yeah. And I think that that's where a lot of people make their decision is at that low point. Right. It's this defining moment. But I think everybody has the defining moment that says, I will, I am going to commit to make this work. And at that moment, that is when you become an entrepreneur. That's when yeah. you have officially started your journey to success. And for some people, that's when they quit their job. For some people, that's after they quit their job and they've just lost a ton of money. That's for some people, that's when they've made their first $10,000. Like everybody has that different moment, but you have to make a conscious decision to say, I am going to leave the old behind. I am going to go down this path of the new and I will make this work come hell or high water. And at that moment, I think every, I think every entrepreneur has to make that decision. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I agree. I think it's, uh, I mean, for those listening that maybe haven't like hit a point like that in their lives, don't be like just out waiting for it. Right. Because again, like Josh said, like it's a conscious decision. So every single day, take it like, okay, what decisions can I make to move myself forward? Right. But for yeah. example, someone that hit that point, that low point, what, I, what I'm seeing is a lot, a lot of people can be consumed by fear. Right. And yeah. Yeah. The position that you were in, hey, I have to refund all this money. They can clearly say, you know what? I'm going to stick to this just because I know I'm still going to be making money, but then keep a life of like suffering per, to say it in a way, right? right? Yeah. And constant work. And there's been studies out there that there's actually like overwork is a reason that like kills people literally, right? Like yeah. creates levels well, I, of I, stress. I'll, close. I'll tell you what. <laughs> so like, again, don't be afraid to choose a new path because that new path, yes, of course, is going to bring us new challenges, right? What, like, what doesn't have new challenges? Yeah. But as long as you, you know, you're aware of that, that you can move forward past those challenges, I think every, everything is going to be okay. And something that you mentioned, right? I'm, I'm going to move a little bit of the conversation to the audience that you were talking about. You are creating that content, right? And that talks about finding yourself. You said creating that mm. audience is help, has helped you to find yourself. I think a lot of people that might get presented the opportunity to get a decision, right? Whether to stick with what they know or go for something new. Maybe they don't know exactly who they are at the moment. And maybe that's why it's keeping them with fear and keeping them in the same path. Would yeah. you say that, like, did you know who you were at that point when you had to make that decision? Huh. Like, because you, you said you already had, you were publishing, right, consistently for about a year. But you weren't deep in that mindset let's say that deep Persona, in that mindset yeah. yeah yeah so it's, it's it's interesting because some people some people are held back from publishing because they don't know who they are and they're afraid to publish because of that and then mm. some people find their voice and figure out who they are through publishing yeah. right i was i'm the latter I found my voice through publishing yeah. and that like by building an audience, it allowed me to help me find who I was. Um, my coach Katie has obviously very much impacted my life in, in absolutely astronomical, tremendous ways. Right. Yeah. But going back to your specific question about this is so when you think about it, like if you know who you are and you are totally okay with that, 
right? Like you own it. You're like, this is what I believe in. And a perfect example of this, let's go extreme here, right? Yeah. I'm a pretty, I'm a pretty controversial person when it comes to politics. I right? love it. <laughs> I mean, pretty controversial, right? But people could be like, Josh, how dare you? Or, you know, yeah. doesn't the hate bother you? Or doesn't the, you know, aren't you worried about losing clients? Or aren't you worried about, and I hear that a lot, even from like family members or whatever, like, aren't you worried? And I'm like, no. Because what I post is exactly what I believe. It's exactly who I am. I am not, like, people accuse me all the time. Josh, your engagement bait posts. I'm like, they are not engagement bait posts, right? Like, <laughs> no, like, I have no, keep in mind, I have no shame in yeah. using engagement bait posts, right? But I'm like, I don't talk about the things that I talk about because I'm just trying to use a quick hack. I do that because I actually believe that. And no, none of that hate, none of that th those things bother me for the most part, right? Like, yeah. because it's, it's who I am. And so... If you are scared to put, you know, to put something out there like, yeah, obviously you're not going to be perfect your first time doing it or whatever. But oftentimes the reason I say that people, you know, sometimes are scared to put out content because they don't know who they are. They're afraid of being judged. They're oh, afraid yeah. of putting out this opinion or putting out this thing and then someone coming through and just like just destroying it. Right. Or judging them and saying like, oh, no, you're wrong. And then that makes them look bad. Right. And so there's yeah. really two parts of the content that you put out. There's the, the type of content that you put out that is who you are and what you're about. And then there's what you teach and your frameworks and in your different things. Now, keep in mind what people latch onto and what people follow is you and your story and what you're about. What people think people latch onto is what you teach and your frameworks and everything like that, which is not the case. Yeah. That's that that gives them a reason to show up. That gives them to know, oh, that's what he teaches. I want to learn more about what that. But what makes them stick around, what makes them actually want to follow you is your story and your message, right? And yeah. so what I tell people is, is like, hey, listen, like you've got you've got to figure out who you are and and start putting out content in alignment with that. If you don't know what that is, then start over here with what you do know, right? The frameworks that you do know, because as you go and start teaching these things, you're going to start getting more and more confident in your voice and you're going to start to realize what pieces of you actually fit in there that you are okay with sharing right but like yeah. you've got to just start putting it out there because you're gonna be nervous but once you start getting it out there and you start putting you know your voice out there you start putting content out there now you're gonna start to realize like oh yeah i'm starting to kind of create this character online of like who i actually believe i am right yeah. like i actually like this right oh i'm not sure about this i'm not gonna say that today because i don't know if it's true for myself Right. I'm not going to go battle things about art or things about how to raise children or how to, you know, I have no idea. Right. Yeah. That's not me. That's not relevant to my story. That's not relevant to, you know, who I am. Right. So I'm not going to talk about those things because it's not me. So I'm going to talk about the things that are about me and I'm going to find my voice through that. And the more you find your voice, the more you, or I'm sorry, the more you put out content, the more you find your voice and vice versa. And it just is this yeah. ever evolving loop, but you have to get the loop going. Right. You have the more confident that you are, the better you're going to put out content. The more content you put out, the better you're going to find your voice. And it's just this thing you get better and better and better at. Amazing. And so does that make sense? It oh, does. Totally. It total sense. Like you literally just gave the recipe to start creating content. Like it, it's funny. We have so many conversations with people that obviously they see the show or they see our lives. And, and uh, you know, we talked uh, with you about this. Like we started with 45 Live. We committed to 45 days straight of Facebook lives, right? And uh, we had no idea what we were going to be talking about. Yeah. We just started telling stories about what was yes. happening that day and it evolved into applying, you know, what we're doing for the business into that content or just telling them or t tying down the idea with what we do in business. And recently we, like a, a person very, very near to us, started their own challenge. They've been talking about publishing for a year and so on. And his dream is to be an entrepreneur, be a personality. But just now he's starting to publish that way and he's like what do i say how do i say it and now you can't stop him it's like day three and he's like can i do more than one can i just go live more than once i'm like as many as you can to find your message so thank you josh for bringing that important lesson yeah. and actually tell the audience how to actually start publishing yeah i think what you mentioned the fear of judgment right and i think that is yeah. huge i said it in episode in previous episodes i was stuck for three years i didn't know it it was that until now, but looking back, I know I was afraid of being judged, right? By the people that knew me, by my friends. And it's, it's so silly because it's just stopping you from actually like taking action and moving forward. Okay, let, let me flip the script for people right now, okay? Because people are afraid of people judging them. I want people to judge me. And here's mm. why. And, and, and I, don't, I don't say that just to sound cliche or whatever. Like, let me actually break this down, right? I have this realization. I was 
debating this person one time on Facebook, right, about whatever you know particular topic it was. And it was interesting because the arguments that he was giving me were arguments that I had heard before that I used to not have any retaliation for, right? And because I, and I had this realization in that moment, I was like, oh, oh, I know what he's gonna say next. I literally know what his response <laughs> to my response is gonna be because I've said this and I know what the retaliation was. And so he, did, sure enough, I, I posted my comment, he comes back and he says exactly what I thought he was gonna say. Mm. But guess what? I knew how to respond to that. I was like, oh, I know how to respond to this because at one point, somebody, like I said what I had said and I believed that and then somebody questioned it and somebody made me look like a fool. And I was like, I'm gonna go figure that out. I'm gonna go learn that. Yeah. And so it's like, I'm stress testing my ideas, right? I was just on a podcast with J.R. Reeves. He was talking about this. When I'm putting something out there, either like I want people to engage on it. I either yeah, want exactly. them to love it or I want them to hate it. I don't want them to be neutral on it, right? Because if they're neutral on it, I'm not getting feedback. They're not gonna leave a comment if they're neutral, right? Yeah. If they love it, then I know, okay, my audience resonates with this. They like that story. They like what I'm talking about here. More content like this is going to benefit them. I'm doing a good job. This is good. If they hate it, now I look at it and I go, and I used to be like, oh my gosh, they, they think that, you know, what I said about Facebook ads being bad, that they're, they think I'm wrong and ah, uh, now they're not gonna take me seriously and they're never gonna buy from me or whatever. Now I'm like, no, now I know what that type of person is saying in response to that, whether it's a political issue or a framework yeah. issue or what I teach or who I am or whatever. And either A, I can say, you're not my ideal audience, no problem. Or you are my ideal audience, do you have a point? Okay, like, oh, if it's a political issue or a social issue or something where I'm open to having my mind changed, I'm like, okay, great. Like, oh, you're a Democrat and you support blah? Oh, okay, yeah. why? Like, why is that, right? Yeah. And uh, on the flip side of a framework, if they're like, well, that doesn't make any sense or that does how dare, you're just stupid. You don't understand that there's blah, 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 blah. Now I'm like, oh, that's all their fears. Oh, that's what they're dealing, oh, that's what they're going through. And now I can tweak and adjust my message to now come back and resonate with them more. And so if you're afraid of what you're putting out, A, it's because you're worried about what people think and you've got you have absolutely nothing to worry about with that like let people yeah. hate on you it's totally fine like believe me like you'll you'll get into the, the club eventually where you're like talking to the big wigs that produce lots and lots of content <laughs> and i've got to hang out with some like major major producers and they're like dude we love it when people hate on us we go through <laughs> and we like you know do so it's like it's kind of like a badge of honor almost right yeah. on the flip side if you do feel personally insulted that's a place for you to grow mm. that's a place for you to ask yourself the question of like mm, do do my beliefs need to change, right? Yeah. Do, do Does the way I'm looking at this need to change? Or am I right? And I feel bad for this person that they, you know, that they don't see things the same way I do, but at least I now know that I am absolutely certain in what I believe. My beliefs and how I present things and how I communicate has changed so dramatically, radically yeah. over the course of the last four years since I've had an audience because of the feedback that I'm getting back. People are afraid of feedback and they don't have to be. Yeah, I know that that is so on point. I, I want to relate what you just said to to part of our story because we yeah. are we grew up playing soccer, right? And what you just told about like getting that bad that, that feedback, right? Like, hey, or whatever. And, and the big wigs are like, we absolutely love it. I remember when I, you know, like we grew up again. I played soccer for almost like 20 years of my life, over 20 years of my life. Yeah. Pretty competitive. And I, I used to love going to an away team uh, field and have their crowd just, like, scream things at me. That'll, that'll be, yeah. like, like, fuel. And I'll be like, okay, time to crush them now. Like, I would score and then I would turn around, you know, point out that at their stands. <laughs> yeah. and, and recently my brother came and he's like, dude, have you noticed that? Every time we're going to re record a podcast, it's kind of like game day. I feel like the little jiggles, like the excitement. Yeah. And, and now I can totally relate it to that because I'm like, that is exactly right. Like, we got the same feeling. We got the same feedback from the people that either love you or hate you. And now those that hate you, it doesn't offend you because you are totally comfortable with your beliefs, like you're saying, right? And you can look at them and, and tell them, hey, you know what? doesn't matter because this is what I believe. And... And I mean, it's not going to hurt you, who you are. Yeah, I, I also, sorry, go ahead, Josh. I, I was going to say, to add on to that too, like one of the things my coach taught me, because I was like, Coach Katie, if I put out content and, and it, you know, it, it turns off these people over here, it's not going to do this. And I, and I was all worried about what people thought and feedback and download numbers and everything like that. 
She's like, Josh, who do you want in your audience? And I was like, I mean, people that are free thinkers, people that are into mindset, people that are entrepreneurs, people that are, you know, this or whatever. And she's like, cool. So would you say that your message resonates with them? And I was like, yeah, for the most part. I was like, but not all entrepreneurs. Like, I want entrepreneurs over here. They believe this or whatever. And she's like, do you want those people in your audience, though? Like, is that what you actually want right now? Or if you had a choice between 200 people here or 200 people here, and you could have half your dream audience and half of those other people or all of your dream audience, who would you want? And I was like, well, all of my dream audience, obviously. She's like, it is equally as important that when you're putting out content to speak to your ideal customer as it is yeah. to repel the people that you don't want. Because here's yeah. the deal. Like, if you're true to who you are, you're going to attract the type of people that you want to attract. It's not gonna happen overnight. It's not yeah. gonna happen on season one, right? It might happen in two years, three years, five years, 10 years, but it will never happen if you are not intentional about it, right? So you have to know who you are. And if you're going, hey, I'm. this is who I am. This is what I believe. And if you don't like that, that's totally okay. I don't judge you for that, right? Like if yeah. you don't like my political beliefs, my you know beliefs on mindset, my beliefs on business, fine. I don't need you around anyway. That's not a slam on you. I'm going to be me. You're going to start to attract those people and they're going to become the most loyal, dedicated people that you have ever. Since I have started getting political and, and getting in <laughs> that, that type of stuff, my, the loyalty of my audience has yeah. gone through the roof. I'll post something where I'm like just pissed off about something. And I'll be like, come on guys. Like we can, <laughs> and people will be like, yeah, let's go. And, and the people that hate me will unfollow me or leave exactly. right? or, yeah. or not about that. The key thing to remember is this. Your audience will follow, I mean, your loyal audience will follow you no matter what, and the haters aren't gonna stick around for very long. If somebody disagrees or doesn't like what you're saying, they're either A, gonna leave, like stick, yeah. not stick around, and you're never gonna have to talk to them again, or they're gonna drive engagement and just get you more followers and more listeners. Yeah, so I, I, I love this because it resonates with a lot of also what the guests have been saying lately. Sa yeah. Same thing, it's the same message. It's like, you gotta be aligned and you know, use your message as a filter, right? Is this the right people that we need to be talking about? Mm -hmm. So we come also from the brick and mortar uh, industry, right? We used to work for the fitness industry for a long time. And uh, when we're having these conversations with that type of business owner, the fear is because they're on, you know, maybe a physical location. It's like, well, if I pull this out, right? Even though my belief system says A, I don't want to say A because then I won't have traffic into my store, right? So us being online allows us to be a little bit more flexible with that because there's always these places. So what would you say to somebody that is very limited like that because everybody should be doing content and should be putting value out there and connecting with their audiences? What should we, what should we say or what would you say to these people uh, that have that mental block or, or limit, yeah. limiting belief, right? Yeah, so I, I, I'm gonna answer this two ways because I want to be very practical first, and then I want to kind of pivot into what I actually believe, right? Mm -hmm. So first and foremost, like you have to you have to know your audience and you have to know your business, right? If you are a, a brick and mortar gym, you have to decide the type of clientele that you want to attract to that gym, right? And if you are someone who has decided that this gym is going to be a place where you're not gonna hold strong views, it is a, a family-friendly gym maybe, or it's a gym where you, you catering specifically to a local market now your messaging is going to be less controversial within the people of that local market and you're going to throw rocks at people outside of that right so i'm in omaha if i ran a gym that was in omaha and i didn't want to be controversial and potentially piss off half my customer base i could throw rocks at at anything that was non-omaha or nebraska related right so i'd be like we're all about the huskers <laughs> yeah everybody in omaha loves that right yeah. we're all about the this Everybody loves that. Yeah, the, those those New England Patriots and Tom Brady, right? They suck, right? Like <laughs> people would relate to that, right? Yeah. Those fit. So I'm throwing rocks outside of my market at, at, at a local base, and like I'm not gonna let my own personal political beliefs or you know business beliefs or mindset beliefs or ways of living interfere with my business because for knowing that I, I want to serve my local audience and local community that way. So yeah. you can still be controversial. It's just a different type of controversial. You're taking a stand of you know, in a different way and you're attracting, you're building that identity by attracting what those people are after because those are your ideal audience, right? Yeah. On the flip side of that, and I would say the second way, yeah. 
that I'm gonna answer this, which if I were a local business owner, right? Like I'm very vocal in my beliefs, right? I don't want you there if you want a, if I owned a gym, I don't want a, oh yeah, you did great today, pat on the back, right? Like that's not what I would be about, right? I don't own a gym probably for good reason. But <laughs> one, one of the things that I learned from Phil Jones that he explained it very, very well, I did this interview um, with Phil Jones, is he said, your actions must, ma must match the story. All right, and he gave the example. He said, if you were to go right now to everybody on your block and you say, hey, can I have a hundred bucks, right? They're probably gonna say no, yeah. <laughs> right? You might get one person that yeah. feels nice and give you hundred bucks. <laughs> but if you went to every single one of those same people and you said, hey, listen, we're, we're raising money for a disabled person. We're raising money for a charity that's gonna service blah, 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 blah. All of your money will go directly to blah. Now all of a sudden, your actions match the story, right? And now you're saying, hey, listen, I need that hundred dollars. How many more people are likely to give you that hundred dollars, yes. right? so many more people. Same thing is true in your business. Your actions need to match the story that you're putting out there. So guess what? If I know that I am a super political person or a super mindset motivated person and I owned a gym and I wanted to establish a, a dominance in that, in that space and I wanted to be about that, I need to pivot my actions and say, you know what? I'm probably not gonna get as many customers, right? But guess what I am gonna get? I'm gonna get diehard customers. Oh, and yeah. guess what diehard customers do? Diary customers Stay spend a, a whole lot more money yeah. than the average everyday person does. So if let's say I have no idea what an average gym runs, right? But let's just say I have a, a thousand memberships at 50 bucks a, a membership at a normal gym. So I'm making $50,000 a month. If I know that I'm gonna go be political or I'm gonna be, you know, like really good out there and be controversial, I may lose 20% of my membership, right? And so mm -hmm. all of a sudden I go from a thousand now to 800. So I just lost $10,000 a month. Guess how easy it is to add an extra $10,000 a month on the back end to someone that's now a diehard or to someone that shares more than one common interest with you. Cause yeah. now they just went from, I'm coming to you to because you're a gym to now I'm coming to you because you're a gym and we share the same political beliefs or, and yeah. we share whatever. Now there's more commonality. Yeah. I'm gladly willing to pay you more money now, whether that's a premium membership or upsells or one-on-one -on -one training. I'm gonna buy them from you rather than somebody else because I resonate with you. So even though you lose something, if you pivot and you your actions match the story that you're putting out there, you're gonna be able to make just as much, if not more money and have the impact that you wanna have with or the uh, in alignment with what you believe. Yeah, do, I first of all, I, I got a few things to say here. <laughs> For people that are listening or watching this live, Go check his episode with Phil Jones. Dude, that's like one of my favorite episodes you've you've done. Wasn't uh, it great? Oh, it was amazing. I, I, I didn't yeah. know who Phil Jones was. Tell no my idea. brother. I was oh, like, really? dude, like yeah. he's so awesome. I went and I bought his book. We, bu we both, both bought the book. Read it, um, listened to everything. So <laughs> I, I love that reference. His podcast was incredible. Yeah. And something I'm listening to what you're saying right now is instant gratification like right now we live in a world of instant gratification where people want those quick quick wins right they have that short-term view and what you're saying is that like being a people pleaser wanting to please and have everybody is is more of a of a short-term view because yes you might be profiting on the short run right now in the in the front end but like you said they're not hardcore you know they're not uh die hard fans they're not going to stay with you for a while and they're not their lifetime as a, as a customer is not going to be too too big right, right. but like, it's, it is not yeah. you're absolutely right it's going to go down the more yeah. loyal think about this think about a click funnels person right now right who are the most die hard loyal click funnels users out there everybody in inner circle they pay that's Russell $50,000 a year to be in Inner Circle. You think yeah. someone that's just kind of a eh-eh is going to pay Russell $50,000 a year to be in his Inner Circle? Heck yeah. no, they're Definitely not. not. Right? And, yeah, not only that, like, think about, like, the, I guess, the amplified impact that that has. Like, all these people in the Inner Circle, they not only have a super big lifetime average value, but they, through their voice, because they're super indoctrinated in, I don't care if I have any haters, right? They're going to pull in people to click funnels as well. So... It becomes a long-term strategy. Again, not looking for that instant gratification, I right. guess, society that we live in right now. And that is one of the main things that I've like realized lately. It's like, wow, we've been so focused in what is the next quick win that we can get, right? And people always think about what is the fastest way I can create content and make money. Is and that that's the that's the wrong mentality because nothing 100%. is gonna be like that. Like you gotta be 
consistent, right? It's that compounding effect. You got that book, yeah. this light edge that talks about that compounding effect until eventually you see the results. The actions that you take today are going to reflect the results that you get tomorrow. It's not like I create an action right now and I, I see the results right now. So 100%. I love the story of being polarizing with your message and attracting the people because I, I see it as a long-term play um, game, I guess. Yeah, focusing yeah. on the back yeah, end, right? Sure. Like a lot of people forget that that back end is a thing and yeah. sometimes it's more valuable. So thank you for bringing I mean, that. Your best to... friend, Russell Bronson, he says that all the time, right? Like <laughs> yeah, the, right. the pros focus on the on the back end. Right, and that's exactly right. You like, I think one of the biggest mistakes that I did in my business early on and the single best, maybe not the single, but one of the, the best things that I've learned and that I'm doing now in my business beforehand was built, like you build a business piece by piece, mm. right? Like you just do. Right. Yeah. And so at the beginning, when you're entering a business, guess what you need to focus on? You need to focus on the things that are going to generate you cash flow, like right away in your business. Right. Yep. You've got to have an amazing product or service and you've got to have a way to sell that. But that's not really a business. Right. I just released an episode of my podcast today called The Seven Parts of a Real Business. Right. And like how I literally just recently actually became, I feel like a real business because I can identify like my KPIs and my bottlenecks and like everything like that. But at the beginning, it's like, OK, like, where am I going to focus on? Listen, I'm not going to try to go do seven different, you know, platforms of content right at the beginning. Yep. Like those are important eventually, right? But I've got to make sure that each thing is done right. And even if, even if I could go and get 10,000 views on something, the reason I'm not on TikTok right now, all right? I think TikTok is a great platform, right? I, I think if you want to go go viral, you want to get lots of followers fast, you want to like do, go do all those things. That's amazing, right? For that now, I think there's massive security issues, and I think everybody should not be on it anyway from a <laughs> from a security standpoint. But other than that, like from an actual business standpoint, I think it's great, yeah. right? Yeah. Why why am I not on like focusing any time or effort to put out content or create content on there? Well, because that's not the phase of my business that I'm in right now, right? I'm building these building blocks. There's always going to be the next thing. We we as a society, there will always be the next trend. There will always be yeah. the next thing you can capitalize on. And TikTok may be one of those things where I'm going to lose out on in the short term. But guess what? If I build my business correctly, I'm going to make millions of dollars before I would ever need TikTok. And then guess what I can do? I can literally just go to all my TikTok influencer friends and be like, yo, what up? I'll pay you 10 grand. You want to blow me up? I just get 50,000 followers from them. And all of a sudden yeah. overnight, in a matter of six months, I can go from a thousand followers on TikTok to a 200,000 followers on TikTok over the course of six months. And yeah, yeah I might've been able to do that for free beforehand, but I had no business or any way to sell them anyway. Now I actually have a business. Now I actually have a service. I have systems, I have a team, I have fulfillment. I have you know a running working company. And now I'm gonna add that traffic to the fire. I'm building it the correct way. So you have to focus on the, the highest value dollar activities. And at the beginning of your business, yeah. The, 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 the single greatest like top activities that you can do are, are number one, you gotta, like you gotta have a solid offer in place. Like you just do, like that's single-handedly. Number two, yeah. you have to produce content. You have to build an audience, right? Like producing content and building an audience, it is the thing that's gonna bring you leads, it's the thing that's gonna sell yeah. the leads beforehand, it's gonna thing that make you relevant. Like you've gotta produce content, you have to build an audience. And then the third thing is you gotta learn how to sell. If you don't know how to do one of those three things, you're gonna have a freaking hard time making any money or getting your business off the ground. So don't worry about anything else, Like you've gotta take it in bits and pieces. The same thing is true when you're creating your content. It's like, okay, I can't create every single piece of content now, right? But what can I do? I'm yeah. in this boat right now, right? I want to have a Joe Rogan style podcast. I do, <laughs> right? But guess what? You know what, how expensive it is to have a Joe Rogan style podcast? Really freaking <laughs> expensive, right? Yeah. Getting all those guests there, coordinating that, having that audience, having that distribution. So what do I need first? I need a way to fund it. Yeah. I need a business that's going to support this. So what am I doing? I'm building my business first. I'm building yep. this cash producing machine. And that means that some of the people that I want to interview right now, some of the content that I want to put out right now, it's going to have to wait a little bit. I've got to go and put out content right now that's going to serve my current audience now until I build my profitable business, till I make it profitable. And then after I have this cash producing machine, I can pull $50,000 out of that and I can go buy my way yeah. to an audience. I can buy my way to exposure. I yeah. love it. You literally just gave the entire formula of this content game. Like how yeah. people ask us every time, how do I get started? How do I get, how, how am I like everywhere? I'm like, okay, where are you now? And like, you just explain it so clearly. So 
guys, if you're listening, please, please <laughs> take follow, action. take action, jo follow Josh's advice because yeah. he's a guy that has built an audience. Go back, listen to that intro because everything that we said there was true and uh, all the value that he's been giving through the interview as well. So Yeah, that's right. I mean, I think we are running a little bit out of, out of time. Yeah. We're definitely well, we, going to have to do a part I mean, two. Can, if you guys want to keep going, I'll go for another 15 minutes. That's fine. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm down. We can do a 24-hour marathon starting now. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how that will work, but uh, I have another 10 to 15 if you, if you want to roll. Love it. So, uh, Josh, to... We always leave the audience with an action point, right? And you've given so many. But yeah. let's say, um, what would be something that is really valuable that you've learned in this new Josh, right? Part two Josh, that people, entrepreneurs are starting, not just starting with their business, but maybe they have something running, but they want to they wanna up their level or their game with, with content, kind of like what you do, right? Like, how, what's what do they do? What's the next step? Specifically in the content game, correct? Yep. yep. Yeah, okay. You so need to know the strategy first. Like you've got to know what you're building first. The You don't need to know the intricate details of it. Like you don't need to figure out the day-to-day. -day. You don't need to figure out every single piece of content that you're going to create this month right now. But you do need to understand why you're building what it is that you're building. I'm really big on this, right? I work with audiences all the time. I've worked with Steve Larson. I've worked with Brad Gibbs. I've worked with ClickFunnels. I've worked with like, I mean, big, big, massive content producers. And every single one of them, no matter how big or small they are, I always start them at the same place. And that is, we need to know what, like what the strategy is and what it is that you're actually after. I'd say that most people listening to this show right now, most people that, you know, listen to this, if, if, if I understand your guys' audience correctly, are entrepreneurial related, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. So like, the first question I got to ask myself before I'm going to produce content is, okay, why am I producing content? And I'm going to answer that question for most people. If your answer is different than this, then you know, you're know you going to have maybe a different format or different strategy. But most entrepreneurs that are going to produce content, first, like we got to understand that there's two types of content, all right? There is content as a product, and then there's content as an advertising form or as an educational tool, all right? A lot of influencers sell content as a product. That is not what we're creating. Logan Paul creates content as a product, right? Yeah. Why? Because he literally, his, and this is a big misconception, right? Logan Paul's customers are not his fan base. Well, they are now because he shifted or whatever. Most influencers that get paid, Joe Rogan, his customers his are not his fan base. His yeah. customers are businesses that want to advertise, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. If you're creating content as a show format and are looking for advertisers, then your content is your product. Most entrepreneurs, that is not the case, yeah. okay? Most entrepreneurs, myself included, as much as I'd love to be in this category, <laughs> we're in the cat category of content as our education tool, as our advertising tool, as our, as our indoctrination sequence, okay? Yeah. We are building an audience and we are producing content to build an audience of customers and to educate and serve our customers, all right? So when you look at that and you go, okay, I am not building my audience to become famous. I am not building my audience to go out there and get millions of views right now. Right? I'm not trying to go viral. What I'm trying to do is I'm trying to serve my customers and my my loyal fans to create customers, right? Yeah. Yeah. So if that's gonna be the case and I wanna start a movement and I wanna build this, then I need to look at how do I actually build an audience, all right? And so I th there's a book, I, I highly recommend everybody gets it. It's called Tribes by Seth Godin, all right? And it's basically people want to follow you, all right? They, they do. Yeah. And so when he, in that book, he talks about how in order for an audience or a community, a, a tribe to thrive, no matter if it was a, a thousand years ago, 10,000 years ago, or, or today, you have to have your leader. The leader has to be able to talk to the followers. The followers have to be able to talk to each other. And the followers need to be able to talk back to the leader. All right. So if I'm building an audience, I'm building a movement around my message around my, my, you know, my, uh, yeah, my message, my company. Yeah. And I know that I'm the leader and I want my followers and I, and I know that I have to be able to have all those three things in place. The question that I need to ask myself is what is the single best place for me to do that starting out? Yeah. Well, guess what? There's only one platform, only one social platform in all of social platforms that allows all three of those things to happen. And, um, correctly, you know what that is? Facebook, the Facebook groups. groups. It's a Facebook group. Yeah. There you go, baby. Right? Yeah. It's the only platform where you talk to each other. It's a community of your own. 
Yep. You can talk to them, they can talk to you, you can talk to each other. So I'm like, you gotta know your strategy. So first thing I tell people to launch is a Facebook group. Why? It's not because Facebook groups are this magical thing that are just gonna make everything better. No, it's because that, that platform allows you to fulfill what it is that we're actually trying to do, right? Yeah. Instagram is not bad, YouTube isn't bad, it just doesn't allow that. The rest of the things come later. So your Facebook group is like that central hub. So it's like, okay, so the first thing I'm gonna launch when it's content, if I know my strategy and I know, okay, what am I after? I'm off after an audience of customers and being able to serve my customers. I know that I'm gonna produce content for them and I know what my message is around that, all right? So I've gotta build that first, I'm gonna produce content there. Next question is where am I gonna build that, like what platform is that I'm gonna build it on, all right? So what's my message? Okay, I know I'm gonna build around that message. Now what platform? Now it's a Facebook group. Now I go through and I start to produce content there. And then, so you just continue to ask yourself the question of like, what's my strategy? What am I after? What am I trying to do? What platform or, or what piece of content allows me to fulfill on that strategy the most effectively? So the first thing I tell everybody to launch is a Facebook group, that's why. The second, the second platform I tell people to launch is I go, okay, well, if I've got a Facebook group, I've got all these people in there, I wanna maximize the amount of money that I can pull out of a Facebook group. Just in a Facebook group, I can make X number of dollars. But what if I highly, highly educated my audience? What if I yeah. highly educated the people that had the most amount of money? Oh, 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 is it the fact that 70% of all podcast listeners make over like $70,000 or $100,000 a year that have better jobs, are better, better educated, are more willing to spend, are more my dream customer? Oh, okay, I should probably start a podcast. So the second thing I do is I'm like, now I'm gonna go start a podcast. Why? I have a Facebook group because that's the centralized hub of yeah. everything that I do. But now I'm gonna educate my most valuable customers in there with a podcast and get them loyal onto me. Podcast fulfills that best. Now I'm gonna launch a podcast. Now Amazing. everything else just feeds those two because yeah. now I have a place where my centralized hub is and I have a way to extract my most valuable customer. Yeah. So you've gotta know like, okay, like what's the strategy that I'm building? And what people do is they, no offense Gary Vee, but you suck when you say this, just be <laughs> everywhere, right? Like just produce 100 pieces of content today. Okay, if you're Gary Vee, that is correct. That is the answer, right? If you are a beginner, that's like the worst possible thing that you can do yeah. because that doesn't fulfill a strategy. That's just yeah. produce massive amounts of content. So my biggest piece of advice to someone is understand what the, your strategy is, find the platforms and the pieces of content, the style of content that will best fulfill on that strategy and then go out and execute on that until that is built perfectly. And don't move on to the next one until you can walk away from the first one and he'll have everything systemized and you like know your metrics there. If that's not systemized, if that's not down, like don't launch the next thing or else you're just gonna get overwhelmed. Yeah. Make sense? Yeah. Oh, total. I, I wanna drop this Amazing. real quick. Give me one second. Here we go. <laughs> Judge, that was awesome. I, yeah, and, and I think that's like the perfect segue to, uh, we kind of know that you're launching something really soon. So we want you to tell yeah. our audience, what are you doing? What's happening? And then how can people find you and uh, communicate with you? Yeah, for sure. So, um, well, that actually is a perfect segue into that. Um, <laughs> June 1st of, of, of this year, um, we're, we're doing a workshop. It's a, a free five-day workshop. Registration opens um, a week from today, actually. Monday, uh, May 25th um, is when it will open. Uh, and then on June 1st is when we're actually going to go live. And in this five-day workshop, um, we're going to be teaching over the course of five days how to launch a wildly profitable audience of engaged, paying customers that are immediately ready to buy from you. And by immediately, I mean like within the first like one to two weeks, yes. right? Like that fast, like instant cash uh, when you launch that. And this can be done even without an existing audience and without paying for ads. So six million followers grown and managed by myself and my team, over $3 million in cash collected for my clients and students, zero dollars in advertising ever spent on any of those uh, on any of that money okay? amazing uh yes for those listening guys please please go ahead follow josh because you have to you have to be present for this i mean we, not we only, will be there not only for follow, sure. go check out his course yes pre-register register, register uh, do just join do what josh says yeah we we've seen his work with other people right that we mm -hmm. follow closely mm -hmm. and it's amazing yeah and so i would say that uh the link for that's going to be it's not It's not out until the 25th. So if you go there now, it's just going to give you to my thing different. It'll just redirect to my think different theory page. But josh40.com slash workshop. So just josh40.com, my first name, last name.com slash workshop. Um, and that will take you to the landing page where you can sign up. Um, you can register for the training. It's going to be so amazing. We're expecting probably over a thousand people um, registered nice. um, for it, which is going to be super, super, super exciting. Um, but the workshop is completely free. And the cool thing about this workshop, though, is that 
you actually are going to, for free, just for signing up, you're gonna get a PDF download where it's actually gonna be a workbook or a worksheet for each of the five days. So each of the five days you will have an assignment that you will answer certain questions each day for your specific business. So it's like, okay, are you trying to do this or trying to do this? And at the end, on day number five, I'm gonna tie it all together so that you literally have, at the end, you have this worksheet of like, okay, this is where I'm at in my business, this is my pain points, this is what I'm trying to do, this is what I need to do, and like here are the, the very clear next step. So we're gonna talk about like how to pick your platform, how to, the most profitable platform for your business, how to design and craft your messaging, uh, how to produce a lot of content and how to know how to distribute it, how to structure your offer, how to launch in 63 days, you know, like launch your entire audience in 63 days or less. Like we cover all of that, and so by the time you're done, you've got this worksheet where it's like, oh, okay, cool, like this is what I need to do, like here's the next steps, and that's all for free. Yes, obviously there's gonna be a pitch at the end of it, we do have something to sell, I wanna be very transparent, but yes. like you're you're going to, you're gonna have this sheet completely for free. I'm not gonna be like, and you only get that sheet if you, no, like it's <laughs> yeah. yours, like you now have this, this game plan, game strategy. Plan, yeah. My goal is to, like I wanna create customers. I know that not everybody's ready for a customer, not everybody's ready to launch an audience yet. I think everybody should, but not everybody's ready, right? Yeah. So like. My goal is to, to show you and give you this time, this this worksheet, and then you can look at it at the end and go, am I ready, yes or no? And then based on where you think that you fall, you can decide whether or not my offer for you is the next right step. I'm not gonna pressure you into hard selling it. We're gonna have a thousand people there. We're gonna have our hands full, all right? So yeah. like showing up for that and like learning from that, you're, there'll be a tremendous amount of, of value there. Amazing, I mean, yeah. we'll be there for sure. So <laughs> yep. with that, Josh, thank you so much for uh, being on the show. We really appreciate you. Stick around so we can say bye to the Facebook Live. But with that being said, guys, thank you thank so you much. So much. Don't forget to subscribe, smash that subscribe button, and we'll see you on the next episode. That's right, guys. And please don't forget to share it with those people that this is going to bring value to. And don't forget to sign up in Josh Workshop. Yeah. All right, guys. Bye.